We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP the franchise here. Well, as you guys know, Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers in a blockbuster trade, uh, shocking the New York Knicks organization. So where does that leave the Knicks and uh, what can we expect from the New York Knicks for the 2022-23 season? Well, I was a guest on two podcasts over the weekend, uh, giving my reaction to the trade and uh, talking about the Knicks going into this season. So first up, is my interview on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM with co-host Gerald Brown. Back here in the nightcap, Gerald Brown in for George Reister here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Let's pick up the guest line. This gentleman has his eyes and ears to everything with the New York Knicks. You can check it out on Knicks Fan TV. He's also the newest member of Sirius XM NBA family. CP, the franchise, has joined me. CP, uh, it's always a pleasure to be talking to you. I wish it with better terms that we could be celebrating that the Knicks finally got that superstar that they long, uh, long for in such a great period of time. Gerald, always a pleasure to, to, to talk to you about basketball and the Knicks as well. And, and likewise, man, I was hoping to go into this holiday weekend, uh, hoping that we had a, an all-star that we can talk about and how we move this team forward. But it just wasn't the case for the Knicks. It definitely was the case. Let's break this thing down from the Knicks' perspective because, CP, I've been hearing so many different things that the Knicks offered more draft picks, a better package, in my humble opinion, to the Utah Jazz, and obviously they just went a different direction. What happens now for the Knicks? 
Yeah, you know, it was tough. I mean, uh, according to reports by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, they they said that the Knicks were offering uh, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, two unprotected first-round picks, a top-five protected first-round pick in 2025, which had belonged to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then they would have had to have sent another first-round pick to a third team to unload Evan Fournier's contract. Uh, Utah apparently wanted Quentin Grimes as well in, in that deal, and so uh, they ultimately pivoted towards a, a, a deal with Cleveland on Tuesday night and never gave the Knicks an opportunity to counter. Uh, where the Knicks go from here is, well, you know, they did uh, acquire Jalen Brunson this past offseason, and they still have 10 players, Gerald, under 25. And, you know, there are some players that are being blocked. You have Obi Toppin, who they drafted with the eighth pick. They're not sure where he stands because Julius Randle, they signed to a max contract, and he's blocking Obi Toppin. You have Evan Fournier there, but as I said, Quentin Grimes is a guy that the Knicks held in high regard. They also traded a, a first-round pick for Cam Reddish. And so they have a bevy of, of young talent on their roster. I believe where they need to go now is to, is to play these kids, uh, evaluate the talent that they have on their roster. Do they have a, a potential uh, all-star in their midst? I think R.J. Barrett is on their way, but I think these kids need a, a more of an extended look to see what they have because uh, right now they're, they're stuck in the middle, and, and that's a bad place to be in the NBA. Yeah, CP, and I think the biggest thing is, is, look, Cleveland got better. I think Cleveland just took a step up. We know that, uh, obviously, Boston is still there. Brooklyn looks like they're, the waters have calmed down and settled for them. But it, it, it just seems apparent if there is anything that is positive that could come out of this, look, they still have their draft picks. Right. And you know what? Doggone it. This thing is going to pan out. They're going to draft someone that inevitably – becomes that centerpiece yeah. that they can be able to build around. Who knows when that may happen, but at this point, CP, I think the, the course of action is, you know what, keep drafting, because I, I got to say, yeah. Scott Perry has done a great, great job, and a lot of the times he doesn't get a lot of the credit. Obviously, Leon Rose came in and stuff like that, but it was Scott Perry that basically was there when they drafted R.J. Barrett. They yeah. make this deal for uh, Julius Randle. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw him all of a sudden finish second team All-NBA. You know, so it, it they have been doing some things, but I think obviously when Leon Rose came there, it was really the thought that they could get a veteran or a, a superstar in there via free agency. He was brought in here to bring in a star, no doubt. And I thought when he was when he came in and when they hired Johnny Bryant as the associate coach, Johnny Bryant having uh, been the assistant coach with Utah Jazz with with uh, Donovan Mitchell, they brought in Walt Perrin, who was the advanced scout with the Utah Jazz for a number of years, who pretty much built that team and uh, has been known to find diamonds in the rough. I thought all signs led to them getting Donovan Mitchell, but nevertheless, they didn't. As you pointed out, they have been drafting well with Scott Perry, with Walt Perrin in tow. They've been able to find uh, some quality picks and some value late in the draft. You talk about Emmanuel quickly. You talk about Quentin Grimes. Uh, they got a draft and stash pitch, pick in, in Rokas Yakubaitis, who's playing over in Spain, currently playing in, in the Euro basket. So that's one thing that they can lean on, and they're going to have to lean on that because the problem is two things, Gerald, is that right now with this current roster, they have a team that's capable of winning, say, you know, 38 on the low side to say 45 on the high side and wins. And now that's going to probably get you between, say, 
the 10th, the 14th pick in the draft. You know, you're really not in in prime lottery space. And so they're going to have to rely on their scouts to pull out some diamonds in the rough and hope that they can pull out, you know, the the next Jimmy Butler or the next Paul George or somebody that, you know, was picked in those teams that can maybe emerge as a star. The second problem is, where does Tom Thibodeau factor into this? You know, when he came in, one of the things that he said was, hey, we can't wait around for, for stars. We have to go get these guys when we have the opportunity. He's a coach that wants to win, doesn't really buy into, you know, the draft and development style. And and so they have to get on the same page with Tom Thibodeau, see where does he stand and and move forward as an organization, as, as one unit. Yeah, that is. That's going to be a big, big thing moving forward. He is CP, the franchise. Knicks Fan TV, also you hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Joining me, Gerald Brown, here in the Nightcap of Mad Dog Sports Radio. So, I, I, you know, one thing is two things, and I didn't think that I was going to say this, but this is another prime example that I got to say that, you, you know, when this whole thing sort of turns the corner, we're going to have to probably look at a guy like James Dolan and say, you know what? He put his money behind his team and where his mouth is and put and invested into this team. And it's not his fault yeah. that these things haven't turned out well. The only thing I hold against him and the only thing I will hold against him is the issue with Charles Oakley and the way that was handled. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> I'm talking about right now, you can never fault him because he's doing everything possible, CP, to put these guys in place to try to go out and get and he's spending the money but right now, CP is kind of now, if you will, the pressure starting to go ahead and tip and turn towards a guy like Leon Rose. Absolutely. I think the pressure will be on. You know, one thing with James Dolan, it seems like from the past, whether you look at Isaiah Thomas, you look at Steve Mills, Leon Rose, you know, when he has relationships with these guys, he typically gives them a lot of leeway to make their decisions on behalf of the franchise. And so I think he still has confidence in Leon Rose, but you know, this not not making this Donovan Mitchell trade, I think James Dolan has, you know, made pivot. If this team doesn't come out the gates well, does not come out to a good start, and and they've got to show and prove. I think there's pressure on Leon Rose. There's pressure on Tom Thibodeau to to field a, continue to field a, a competitive team. And it, the the frustrating thing, Gerald, is that the price for Donovan Mitchell was was too steep. You know, the Knicks were not in a position where they could afford to pair off some of their young talent as well as draft capital to bring this guy in here because. They would not be able to bring in additional talent down the road. The Cleveland Cavaliers were set up to do just that. They have Darius Garland. They have Evan Mobley, two cornerstone, homegrown talents. And the pieces that they parted with, you know, they didn't really need those guys. They didn't need Colin Sexton or Lowry Marketing. They could afford to make that trade. So the frustrating thing is that the Knicks are never in this position to be ready to make a trade like this, even though they've been acquiring all that draft capital over the last three years. Yeah, CP, I, I got to say this, and, I, and, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm a little perturbed by the fact is that James Dalton, uh, Leon Rose, and, and, and everybody that was brought in, because here's the thing. We thought that we heard that, hey, listen, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. he will be coming because he's a CAA client, right. which Leon Rose was associated with. We heard all these particular players, and none of them have never materialized. And what makes this thing worse is that Donovan Mitchell is a CAA client. Yeah. 
Now, I, I, I mean, that, that right there is something that might get swept under the rug, but it, it really causes a level of concern because he's not been able to deliver. And I, I, I got to disagree. When you are the Knicks and you have been starving for a centerpiece, that you can build around that's 25 years old, you got to push the chips into the center of the table and say, hey, we got a piece, and now we can add around it. And I thought that basically if they would have done something like that, you have a sense of direction and where you may be going and try to build in different areas. Because right now, if you're talking about building through the draft, if you're talking about trying to build a championship team, look at Golden State, look at Milwaukee. Yeah, you got to build through the draft, develop those players, but you also got to trade, you got to sign free agents. And I think that maybe, just maybe, a Donovan Mitchell that's in that centerpiece now alleviates a lot of concern and pressure from all the future free agents that said, I don't want to go there because I got to load burden, I got to shoulder the load to be the guy. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, Gerald. I think the challenge is like, okay, let's say you bring in a Mitchell with his contract. Um, You have a Jalen Brunson with his contract. Uh, The next move was going to have to likely be via trade. And that's why I think that the Knicks were so gun shy in in, uh, pulling off this trade for Donovan Mitchell. They had already offered two unprotected first round picks. They offered a top five protected Utah. uh, It was said that Utah wanted a a third fully unprotected. And then they would have had to, if they traded RJ back, in this deal, they would have had to attach another first round pick to send Evan Fournier's salary off of the team. I mean, that's just a lot to, to have to pair off. Yes, Donovan Mitchell would have would have been a marquee name. I mean, he made every attempt <laughs> to, to, to show that he wanted to play for the Knicks. I mean, he was all over New York this, this past summer, the Met game, Rucker Park, the Rangers game. He was everywhere. So clearly he wanted to come home. Uh, I just thought it, it, it was a difficult trade for this team to make, and, and it would have uh, it would have hamstrung them to, to build in their f- for the future. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, he is CP, the franchise, creative uh, Knicks fan TV, as well as newest member of the SiriusXM NBA family. Joining me, Gerald Brown, here in the nightcap on Mad Dog Sports Radio CP. I, I just, I think it's a tough, a tough, tough day uh, moving forward. And, I, I mean, if there's a, a silver line, it does. What player, in your estimation, on this current Knicks roster now has to feel some sense of pressure yeah. to be able to step up and, 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 and basically uh, show that they were worth being a part of this next team moving forward. Because certain guys got paid, not yeah. this year, but also next last year. Absolutely. Well, it starts with R.J. Barrett. You know, he just got a four-year, $120 million extension. Uh, he's going to have to show and prove that he can take another step in his fourth year. Uh, Jalen Brunson as well. You know, Jalen Brunson was signed to a four-year, $104 million deal. The Knicks have been languishing at the point guard position for almost a decade. And so he has to come in and show that he can be a stabilizing force help them distribute the ball, help them score as well, especially inside the arc where the Knicks are just have been woefully inefficient. And then thirdly, it's, it's Julius Randle. You know, despite the fact that he averaged 20 points and nine rebounds last year, uh, mentally, he just had so many moments that uh, the fans were scratching their head. You know, the thumbs down incident at home at the Garden. It seems like the pressure of really being the guy in New York really got to him. And, and he certainly faltered on the spotlight. So those three guys, that that is the big three of the New York Knicks as it stands right now. And, you know, if especially Julius Randle, if he's still on the roster come training camp, it will be those three guys that will have the most pressure uh, to perform form for this team I'm going to throw Evan Fournier in there I think Evan Fournier was the guy that obviously was under uh, one of Leon Rose's uh free agents and stuff and they signed him to a big deal and and really he just never was able to get going and stuff so I, I think that clearly you could be able to throw these guys in real quickly uh CP before I let you get on out of here <laughs> Uh, is there a space or is there sort of a sense of now, maybe more than ever, Carmelo Anthony should be sort of welcome back home? You know, Gerald, I, when, I, when we came on early, I, I mentioned the fact that I think they should really be focusing on their youth. Uh, there is a logjam at the power forward position with Obi Toppin, who they drafted, but he's being blocked by Julius Randle. So when, when Julius Randle went out last year and Obi Toppin started, he flourished with this team. And so they, they have to give an extended look to these kids. I think Carmelo coming here would complicate that situation. I, I think Carmelo needs to go to a championship contender, Brooklyn Nets. You know, Boston Celtics just lost to Nilo Gallinari to a torn ACL. That could be his window. Maybe Golden State is looking for uh, a veteran presence. But 
I think Carmelo coming here, you can't give Tom Thibodeau too many veteran options to lean on because it will come at the detriment of of the the younger players' playing time. And I think now's a time when the Knicks really need to peel it back and focus on their youth to see what they really have so that they can chart a way forward for their future. It's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, uh, again, it's the same old song with the New York Knicks, but... uh, uh, Mama always said there'd be days like this, <laughs> like this. We, we just listen, uh, CP. Where can people check out everything you're doing outside of SiriusXM NBA Radio? Absolutely, man. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash KnicksFanTV, and it's also at CP the Franchise on Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Uh, Gerald, always appreciate the time, and uh, anytime you want to have me on, I'm, I'm always available. My man, I appreciate you. He is CP the Franchise. The insight and ends and outs associated with the New York Knicks. Joining me, Gerald Brown, here in the nightcap. Had a great time talking to Gerald Brown on Mad Dog Sports Radio, breaking down the trade and uh, a look ahead for the New York Knicks. Now, next up, I had a chance to sit with my guy Dexter Henry on New York Post Sports SNY TV to give my reactions to the trade and uh, some expectations for the 2022-23 season. Check it out. Okay, so we are a couple of days removed since learning that Donovan Mitchell will not be coming to the New York Knicks. There's been a ton of reaction from the beat writers and NBA insiders, but what about the fans? Whenever I want to check in on the pulse of Knicks fans, i got to catch up with my guy CP, the franchise founder and host of Knicks Fan TV. CP joins me now. CP, good to see you. How you doing, man? Dex, always a pleasure to be on with you during this holiday weekend. Hope all is well with you. All is well. We got to see if all is well in Nickland. Now, CP, I was out in Vegas a couple days ago when the news broke of Donovan Mitchell being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And look, I had to check in with you guys on Knicks Fans TV, see what you guys were talking about. And, you know, the mood was a little down, right? Watching you guys react to Mitchell not being traded to the Knicks. So it's been a few days. I got to ask you, what's the vibe of the fan base? And how do you now feel about the Knicks not getting the all-star guard, Donovan Mitchell? Well, Dexter, it was certainly a uh, fiery past couple of days since the news was announced on Thursday that Donovan Mitchell was headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we took a poll amongst the fan base to see uh, just how they felt. And it was overwhelmingly positive. 72% of the fans that we polled said they didn't mind that Donovan Mitchell was not being traded to the Knicks. And for this one reason, they felt like the price was going to be too steep to bring Donovan Mitchell home. In the last proposed offer that the Knicks made, even including R.J. Barrett in several proposals, but R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, several unprotected first-round picks. Many in the fan base thought that it was too steep of a price to bring Donovan Mitchell here because the Knicks would be unable to field a legitimate championship contender, uh, whether it be now or into the future. And so a lot of the fan base were okay with it. Personally, I agree with the fans. I thought the price was too steep. But at the same time, Dex, it's hard not to be disappointed, right? We're we're always looking to bring in uh, the shiny new toy, the star, the all-star, the superstar. But whether it's through bad decision-making by management or just sheer bad luck, the Knicks are just never in position to either develop that all-star superstar or acquire one via trade or free agency. So still frustrating, nevertheless. Yeah, I can understand that frustration and disappointment from the Knicks fan in that regard. But here we are. No Spider Mitchell in New York. There's been a lot of talk from fans about what's next for the Knickerbockers. So, CP, what do you think should be the focus slash direction of this team going forward? 
Well, there's no question. I think it needs to be continuing along the development track, evaluating your young core. You already brought in Jalen Brunson, who's still a young guy. You have R.J. Barrett, who you signed to the four-year extension. You have Mitchell Robinson. Those guys are young guys in your starting lineup. But I believe these three players really need a longer evaluation and extended playing time, and that is Quentin Grimes, Cam Reddish, who the Knicks traded a first-round pick for, as well as Ob Toppin. And in each of those three guys, they they give the Knicks a much-needed element to their game, whether it's shooting, in the case of Quentin Grimes, you have athleticism, in the case of Cam Reddish, Ob Toppin, and defensive awareness, in the case of uh, Grimes and Reddish as well. And I think those three guys really can give this team a boost in areas where they are deficient. The problem is, is that the Knicks invested salary, a hefty salary in Evan Fournier, as well as Julius Randle. And those two guys who are keys in the Knicks starting lineup, unless they are moved before training camp, you have to factor that Tom Thibodeau is going to lean on those guys. And that's where the question lies is, as this team goes forward and should be evaluating more of their young talent, is this the right coach for this scenario, you know, Tom Thibodeau was brought in here. He wants to win games. He wants to remain competitive. He understands the pressure of having to win in New York. Will he bring in more of these younger guys or will he continue to lean on some more of his veteran presence like a Julius Randle, like an Evan Fournier? And that's left to be seen. Yeah, you bring up the question that I was going to ask about that with Tibbs. Is he going to play these guys? I think that's the key question that a lot of Nick fans want to know as they head into this season. So talking about heading into the season. With the roster as it is, CP, we're a few weeks away, as you know, from training camp. So what are your expectations for this team as currently constructed for the 2022-2023 season? Yeah. So this team as currently constructed, I feel like this team is capable of winning about 42 games, which is five games better than they were last year, which would put them in position to uh, theoretically challenge for a play in spot. I look at the acquisition of Jalen Brunson, a guy who should be able to help this team in terms of providing much needed scoring punch, help facilitate, you know, this Knicks offense is, is continued to has continued to be woeful uh, under the Tom Thibodeau regime, finishing 22nd last year, half court offense, not efficient at all, uh, and that's mainly because Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett were uh, inefficient scorers for the Knicks. So I'm hoping that Jalen Brunson can come in and really help the Knicks in those areas. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who I just spoke about, Knicks gave him a four-year uh, contract extension there's a lot of pressure on RJ in year four to continue on the track. He, he finished the second half of, of last season very well, averaging 24 points per game after January. Can he continue on that track and, and really establish himself as, you know, a borderline or all-star capable player? That's left to be seen. And then I'm looking at Julius Randle. Can Julius Randle turn things around? You know, last year was a really up and down season for him. He had a lot of incidents, one with the fans and uh, incidents with the media. Julius Randle just really didn't seem like he was himself, but for this team to really maximize its potential, Julius Randle has to be back on his A game, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he defers to Jalen Brunson, and can Jalen Brunson help make Julius Randle a better player? Knicks just have not had that player since Julius Randle has been here that can really help him uh, from himself, and so that's going to be left to be seen, but those three guys will be relied upon for the Knicks to truly maximize their potential. It's going to be interesting to see if they can maximize that potential. We're getting closer to the season. And who the next star, CP, that will be rumored to come to the New York Knicks and hopefully doesn't leave Knicks fans disappointed. That is CP, the franchise founder, host of Knicks Fans TV. Y'all know what to do. 
hit that thumbs up button for your boy. CP, thanks for joining me, man. Dax, always a pleasure. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Anytime I'm here. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.